Today's sponsor is Headspace. You slept every night of your life, so you should be pretty good at it by now, right? Unfortunately, many of us don't get the quality sleep that we need and could use a little bit of help, and that's where Headspace has got you covered. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. And while they have meditations devoted to helping you reduce stress and increase your overall sense of well-being, they have an entire library of sleep stories, sleep music, and other sleep sounds that can help you get the quality sleep you desperately need. And for busy lifestyles, they have what's called wind downs. It's meditations and breathing exercises that are as short as three minutes so they can fit into anybody's schedule. I personally use Headspace myself. I've tried out some of the sleep stuff. It actually works. Like to me, it actually makes a difference. So Headspace, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And over 60 million downloads. Try it today for free and start sleeping soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleep pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleep pod today. I want you to imagine that you have a product, a very valuable premium product that you sell to your audience. And maybe you've sold this already, maybe you haven't. But oftentimes it can be very difficult to convince a person that even though this is a great solution for them, the higher price point can often dissuade them from making that purchase. Now, there's a lot of marketing tactics that we can use, some that are really good and very honest and authentic, others that maybe aren't quite so great, and we're gonna not talk about those. But one of the honest ones involves somebody who had recently done this himself and has seen massive success with it. So I invited him on the show today to talk about exactly what this strategy is and how we can all use something similar to create a lower-priced item to then lead people into a higher-priced and premium product. And again, whether you have a premium product or not, this is something to definitely think about. And when I say lower-priced product, I'm not talking about a quote-unquote trip wire. A trip wire is often a word that's thrown around in the internet marketing industry as a very low tier, like low, like a trip wire that you're not even supposed to see, like a $7 or a $19 product. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a solid product with a solid price with the value there. And I'll share with you what this is on the other end of the intro here in just a minute. But this then leads into the bigger one and everybody's happy. And we're gonna talk about specifics, we're gonna talk about uh, numbers, we're gonna talk about the step-by-step and all things with our special guest today, Rick Mulready from the Art of Online Business Podcast and rickmulready.com, great friend of mine, love the guy, I love his information just as much, so you will too, I promise. So make sure you stick around, here's the intro. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he helped a company go from a half million to $20 million a year, but he's still scared of spiders, Pat Flynn. What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to session 425 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're talking about workshops, conducting live online workshops, selling them, not just giving them away for free like a webinar, but actually selling these. And what are they gonna be about? How do we structure them? How do we promote then the larger thing within them? Do we do that? When might it make sense to do that? And when might it not make sense to do that? All that and more today with our special guest, Rick Mulready. So you're gonna hear 
his story. You're going to hear how it all happened. Um, and Rick's been on the show before, so we're not going to go deep into his origin story here. But we do pick up from where we last left off, which is a new name for his podcast, why he made that brand change. And then we pick it up from there. So here he is, Rick Mulready from the Art of Online Business podcast. What's up, Rick? Welcome back to the SPA podcast. Thanks for being here, man. I am honored to be back on your show, man. And I think Thank the you. last time you were on, you had a different name for like your podcast. You've done some brand changes. Everything's looking amazing now. What's the name of your show? Where can people go find you really quick? Yeah, it's The Art of Online Business. The and Art of Online Business, called, not just paid yes, traffic anymore. Correct. Yeah, it's, it used to be The Art of Art of Paid Traffic. That's what a lot of people know the show for. But I, re, as you said, rebranded it and just it was very intentional to kind of like step back and be able to talk about all things online business, which is really what I was doing anyway on the show. Mm-hmm. And people loved it. And that was really the direction I wanted to go to be able to talk, obviously, about ads and all that stuff in addition to everything else. And so we rebranded, I think it was in the fall of 2019, and it's gone really well. And we're undergoing a new website design literally as we speak, too. That's cool. And I love that. That's a classic example of what I teach often, which is the riches are in the niches. And you can start niched just like you did with paid traffic specifically. And yep. if you want to, if, if, if there are signs, you can expand out. Or you can just go even deeper with who you are already serving. Exactly. And you, yep. I know you, you you want to serve as many people as possible across all yep. different spheres. And you're doing that. You're even getting into helping teachers now, which is really interesting. Can you talk about sort of what this opportunity is? Where did it come from? I think it'd be really cool to share how you're sort of diving into that space to kind of relay that, you know, we all, no matter what level we're at, we we have to go back to the beginning sometimes. Tell us what you're up to. Yeah, I'm, I mean, completely going back to the beginning. And it's really exciting for me because I haven't done this in a long time, meaning start something from complete scratch. And so I have, this is going to sound really funny, but like I've been told that I've come become kind of big in the teaching space. You know? What do you mean? You're, well, it's, you know, it's, it's like that. It's a funny thing. Like I'm big in Germany, you know, like when bands say like I'm big in some obscure, you know, like a, some <laughs> yeah. other country. So yeah. I've, I've heard from a lot of teachers like, yeah, you're really big in the teaching space. And how that came about was I've had teachers who sell their resources on Teachers Pay Teachers uh, in my programs, whether it's my ads course or whether it's in my accelerator coaching and mastermind, where I help them grow their business. And it just sort of started to snowball. And I started helping more and more teachers. And I just love the teaching space because my younger sister is a teacher. She teaches Spanish to uh, middle school. And, or is it middle school, junior high, sixth, seventh, eighth grade? Mm-hmm. What is that? That's middle what school. You, middle school. Okay. She's been teaching for like 23 years. And so that I have a special place in my heart there. My older sister has homeschooled my two nephews. And so that's just been really special to me. I love being able to help teachers in, in any way that I can. And so I started to see like what they, what they go through, what their mindset is, what they need help with and, and all this other stuff. And I just started talking to more and more teachers and Everyone kept asking me, can you create an ads course specifically for people selling on Teachers Pay Teachers? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) it's pretty easy to do. (laughs) And so teachers uh, reached out to me to ask me to keynote their conference this summer in July. And so I'm really excited about it. So as we're recording this in early first of April here, I'm literally in the in the step one, basic, well, step two of beginning to build my audience and because I'm going to launch the course in May. So now I'm in the sort of that pre-launch phase where I'm building my audience. I'm putting together a lead magnet for them. 
And since this is outside of my specific niche, I'm talking to teachers pay teachers sellers right now, learning what their big challenges are, learning what would be most helpful to them, both in a course and also in, you know, what, 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 what are, what's some information that, that they would recommend to other TPT sellers that I could share in like a lead magnet, for example. That's cool. How are, how are you reaching out to them? How are you finding these connections to then have conversations with? Yep. So I am, so I'm starting with the people that I know who have, who are either are my students right now or have been my students. I'm reaching out to them, letting them know what I'm doing. And they are giving me their responses to my questions. So basically I'm asking like, the thing, the idea I had for a lead magnet was, and this is a big mistake that people make, and I know that you talk about this a lot, Pat, is like, it's not just one lead magnet. Like you have to test different ones to find out what's going to resonate the most to attract your audience. And so what I'm starting with is like, I'm putting together a, a quick resource. I want to give them a quick win that they can consume and go do right away. And so I'm putting together five, six, seven, I haven't figured out which one, expert tips on how to sell more resources on Teachers Pay Teachers. And I'm asking for, you know, from tip, like one tip from each of these people. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting with my students, then getting their answers. Then I'm saying, hey, who would you recommend that I talk to? And I mean, just this, just about an hour ago, I literally reached out cold to two people that I was referred to and to get there to see if they'd you know, be willing to be, be, be included in this. So I'm building up these answers here. I'm just starting to get, you know, and I'm also... I have, you know, I have credibility from the perspective of, hey, I'm letting them know, hey, I'm going to be keynoting the TPT conference sure, this, yeah. su- this summer. You know, if you're going to be there, I'd love to say hello in person sort of thing. That's cool. So what are you looking for when you're having these conversations? What is your ultimate goal here? And yep. how are you processing all that info? I want to know because I'm an outsider, if you will. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that the TPT world is, you know, it's just it's very different than any other niche that I've come across in that that the, the teachers think that if you're not a teacher or if you've not been a teacher or if you haven't been doing this a while, then you don't get it. And so I need to learn that. I need to know that. And so that I can talk about that. I can be upfront with that. Say, look, I'm not a teacher, you know, in the classroom sense, but relate to them why mm-hmm. and how I'm able to help them share my story, that sort of thing. And so I need to learn what those, the mindsets are from people in the, in the niche so I can address them in my messaging, in my course, in my lead magnet. I need to know what their mindset is, what their biggest challenges are so that I can address those things both, again, in the lead magnet that I'm putting together and also in my course. Like I already have the course, the entire course mapped out in my head just based on what I'm going to teach in the actual course, and then also bonuses that I can put together because I know some of the things that they're struggling with now just based on these conversations. That's really cool. I can't wait to see what happens out of that because, I mean, I want to do everything I can to help teachers as well. They deserve it. They are owed so much more. So if you can step up and help these teachers make additional income, and you've done that already with a few of your students, I mean, if you could scale that and and do it on stage, do it in the course, I mean, that's huge, man. That's really, that's really awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks. And I know that you and I've talked about this and just, it's so cool. Like you just said, it's so gratifying to be able to help teachers because I mean, I have a lot of teachers that I, that I help who are still in the classroom. Like they're teaching full time. Then they're doing this thing on the side. They have families. And it's like, I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, it's similar to when we talk about with people with a full, you know, a day job Mm -hmm. and then they're building their, their, their side hustle 
when, you know, after the kids go to bed or whatever, like, I don't know if you know this or not, but what I, for probably three months or so back in 2005, I substitute taught. I did not know <laughs> I remember, that. I remember coming home, dude. And I was like, I have never been more tired. <laughs> <laughs> I was so exhausted. I was like, I don't know how teachers do this. And I called up my sister. I was like, I don't know how you do this. And she just laughed at me. She's like, welcome to my world. Right. I mean, teachers are special. They deserve so they much are. more. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're homeschooling right now because of the sort of virus thing. And yeah. uh, it's a challenge to even take care of two kids, let alone, you know, 20 or more in a classroom. So great yeah. that you're helping out. I, I'm excited to hear more about that. And, and where can people go to potentially learn more? Maybe they are teachers. They know teachers if they want to check you out. That'd be my website, rickmulready.com. I'm going to have information on there. Um, I'm going to have this lead magnet that, you know, a whole bunch of emails coming, you know, to to share information and help and everything like that once people get on the lead magnet there. So yeah, rickmulready.com. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. I wanted to get into something that I recently heard that you started talking about a lot and that's working really well for both you and, and clients who you're sharing this with. So thank you for coming on to share it with us today. Yeah. And that's the idea of how we can sell more of our product using sort of a lower level, lower tier product to sort of build relationships, get people excited versus like what a lot of people are doing and what I'm doing as well are these free trainings, free webinars, free video series leading up to a yep. launch. However, you, you're coming in with a strategy that, you know, is a little bit different. Can you give mm -hmm. us some insight on what it is that you're doing? And then I want to sort of lay out the steps to hopefully have everybody listening to this um, achieve similar results. Totally. Yeah. So just to kind of give a quick background. So I've done webinars. I've done video series. I've done what what I call the live stream launch formula, which is basically kind of combining webinars with a traditional video series. Now, the traditional kind of video series where you script it out into four part series and you're in front of the camera and all that stuff. I did that in like year two of my business and I wanted to stick a fork in my eye. I, I hated it. <laughs> it was like I said, you know what? It, it worked really well for the launch, but I was like, I, I, it was, I was miserable. I, I won't do it again. And so a couple of years ago, I was looking for something new. And what I decided to do was do this kind of the, kind of the video series format, if you will, combined with webinars. So I would do actually a live training for the video series. So a live training, number one, live training, number two, build a Facebook group community, all that stuff that worked really, really well. And I had a really good time. And then last year in 2019, I did a lot of evergreen and the evergreen, it worked okay. And I just, based from a, from a resource perspective, and I just didn't, I just didn't put a ton of time and effort into it, to be honest with you. And I wasn't super psyched about it. So coming into 2020, I was looking for a, sort of another way to offer my foundation's Facebook and Instagram ads course, which is for beginners. Mm -hmm. And this is not a new format. Like it's been around for a long time. I had, I had just never done it myself and I had no idea how well it was going to do. So what I decided to do was do a paid workshop. And well, I decided to kind of pick a topic, just pick one topic regarding ads that I could do a deep dive in. And it's, I, and I decided to do targeting because that's sort of the biggest question that people ask. And so essentially I took one topic out of my course and then was going to do a deep dive training on this one topic. And I charged for the, for the workshop because it was going to be about a two hour workshop. It ended up being three hours long because it was like an hour of Q and a, I told people, I said, Hey, I'm, I'll stay on, answer your questions. 
And we did. We stayed on. I stayed on about three hours. And I did the I did it on I'm looking at my calendar right now. I did it on a Tuesday. And so I sold the workshop for $97. And then I told them that the deadline for that price was, I forget, I don't know, week and a week or week and a half or so before the workshop. And then I increased the price to $147. So I was like, if you get in by this time, it's this price. After that, it's $147. And there'll be a recording, you know, you know, everybody asks for, you know, if I miss it, will there be a recording? Yeah, for sure. You're buying the, you're buying the workshop. You'll, you'll get it. And so what I wanted to do was a deliver a ton of value on this one topic. And I was charging for it because it was going to be such a deep dive. And, and I just want to do a, a really, really thorough training, but it was also a way to get people into my foundations course. And so I sold, I sold the course at the end of the workshop and then after in a follow-up email sequence. So it was, I followed the exact same format as my webinar, but the webinar was the actual workshop. And I tell people that right up front, like literally slide number two, I said, hey, this is not a webinar. This is a workshop, a training workshop. And so everyone expects now that there's gonna be an offer at the webinar Slide number three, I tell them, I say, hey, I will be letting you know how you can enroll in my foundation's course. And I offered a $97 coupon. So basically the price they paid for the workshop, they could apply that towards the price of the course. I give them that link right there. I say, here's the link if you want to go enroll in the course. Here is the coupon code. Put it in there. I'm going to get jump right into the training right now. I'll come back to this at the end of the training, but here it is. I'm very upfront with them about it. And then I dive into the training and it was literally a two hours worth of training. And I remember looking down at the, so number one, and you know, this Pat is that the show up rate was huge because they paid for it because people are paying for it. What was, what was the show up rate for that one? I want to say it was like 60%. It was really good. I mean, on average, we're getting for free free webinars, you know, 20, maybe yeah. 25. Although I did a recent one and I think it was because of this virus thing. We we saw 45%, but that was still on the free end. Yeah. And to, six, to see Which 60 is really and 70 good. is unreal. Yeah. And then I just did it. I'll, and I'll follow up with this one again in the one, I, the one I did last week here is that, you know, the show up rate was awesome. And so I remember literally looking down at the chat box and I remember, I remember this distinctly. it was, I was 17 minutes into the workshop and I had all these comments from people saying, oh my God, I can't even believe like, this is so much what they say, like, this is so worth the money that I paid for it. And we're only 17 minutes into this. Mm-hmm. Like, I love seeing that stuff, you know? And so then people started throwing out other topics. They're like, please do more of these types of workshops. I love it. And so, of course, I'm taking note of all those topics. And then we went into the follow-up sequence after the workshop. So I want to say we did like, you want me to share numbers with you? I'm happy to share numbers. I mean, if you don't mind sharing numbers. Yeah, so I did like 20,000 in just the workshop registrations. And then we did an almost an additional 30,000 in course sales afterwards. And so that was over a week's, you know, two weeks time period for, you know, the registrations and then also the, the course, the course sales. So I was like, that was, that was so much fun. You know, I love doing webinars, but this was like a, just a different feel because when people pay for something like that, there's a total different energy in, in the, uh, in the comments and the chat box and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. 
And I don't know. I just, I loved it. It was so good. And so people were asking for different topics. And the, another one that they were asking for was the Facebook pixel. And I'm like, all right, I'll do, I'll do a workshop on the pixel. So literally March 23rd, just the, at the time recording this about a week and a half ago, I did a pixel workshop. Now the, the virus thing hit. And so things changed a little bit, by the way, I do want to caveat here, Pat, that none of this, well, the targeting workshop, I ran ads to the only cold traffic ads I ran were Amy Porterfield and Marie Forleo because most of their audience know who they I know am. who you are. Right. I didn't do any other cold audiences, though. It was those two audience and then my warm traffic. So people on my email list and website visitors and all that stuff. And I did the exact same thing for the pixel workshop. So I didn't go, you know, like I would normally do for a free webinar because these are, you know, th this is a, this is a paid uh, opportunity. I didn't go, you know, broadly, if you will, on the on the cold targeting. So I ran the same exact strategy for the pixel workshop in March. Now, while we were preparing for it and the, the ads were running, things started to, you know, quarantine. We got shut down here in, in California and things started to get really bad. And so I, I basically stopped the ads about a week before and I was okay with that. And sales weren't weren't as high. Now, what I did with this, though, was the intention was, okay, $67 for this workshop. And then I was going to raise it to 127 for the, you know, just following the exact same format as I did. Now, then all this happened. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to raise the price. I'm going to keep it at $67. I'm still going to charge for it. And then what I decided to do was, you know what? All of the registrations I'm going to donate to Feeding America. And, so, and I let people know that. I said, hey, you know, not only are you going to get the workshop, but I'm going to donate all of your the fees that were paid for, for, to attend the workshop here to this, this, um, this great charity to feed people. And so sales were down. But I looked at it and we did $5,100 in sales for the workshop. And so I looked at that. I'm like, you know what? We, it was lower price than last time. Um, we had a lot of 147 um, purchases in the, that targeting workshop in January. So for all intents and purposes, I felt really good about it. You know, and especially this was right when things were hitting. You know, people were – there was a lot of panic and, you know, there still is. But right. it was – kind of at the height of it right there. And so did that affect, did that affect sales? Yes, it did. Is the pixel as sexy as targeting? No, it's not. So I knew that that revenue wasn't going to be, you know, what it was in January, but I did the exact same format. This time I had a 73% show up rate. And wow. yeah. And, and again, the, the, the comments and the energy and the chat box and all that stuff was, was awesome. Follow the exact same format again. I changed up the emails, you know, a little bit in the in the follow up sequence, obviously, to reflect the times, because one question that people are asking is, should I be doing ads right now? Should I be selling? Should I be list building all this other stuff? So I, so I addressed all that in my emails and we ended up doing close to twenty five thousand in the overall launch. And I had also lowered the price for this launch for the program because of the times. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at it, you know, I'm like two workshops in the first quarter, uh, we did really, really well. And I would say, again, if I, I, it's apples to oranges because the prices were different and obviously the times were different. So I'm looking at it, the pixel workshop, the revenue was a little, little bit less than half, but the price was lower across the board 
and the times were different, super happy about it. So I'm loving this paid workshop format, if you will. Have you done one of those? No, I haven't. And and we've discussed it before. And I love how you've sort of positioned it. And, And I'm curious, when you promote this to your list, when you promote it to people who know you, Yep. How? What? What is the positioning? Since it's a smaller part of a larger whole, I'm curious to know: mm-hmm. uh, was there any worry about that? And also, like, what's the messaging to get people to come to the workshop? Yeah, I think. It, I mean, at this point, for the so, I'll start with the targeting one. The targeting workshop, I just basically said, you know, look, like, I get so many questions around targeting, and I address it in my foundations program. But you know, some people they they, they just want to know about targeting. And I let them know, like, all right, cool. I'm going to do a workshop just on targeting. And this is a paid workshop. And I let them know. I let them know right up front. And I said, this is going to be a deep dive. I let them know how, you know, we're going to go in in depth. I let them know this is an opportunity for live Q&A. Mm-hmm. And so that's just sort of the messaging there. And then for the Pixel workshop, it was even easier because I referenced the targeting workshop and how the response that people had for it, how much they loved it, how much they, you know, they were asking for other topics and the pixel was like number two. So I'm like, here you go. Here's the, here's the workshop. And, you know, am I getting less people to sign up because there's, you know, they have to pay to, to attend? Well, then, then as opposed to like a free workshop? Well, yes, I'm I'm sure. But the show up rate is, is much higher and, you know, and, and again, I'm offering the course. I'm very upfront about it. I'm not like hiding it. Oh, you know, surprise, here's my course. Like I'm letting them know. And I, especially with the pixel one for this time, I let them know, Hey, this is going to, this is what I'm doing. And by the way, I'm also going to be letting, you know, giving the opportunity to a role in my course because it was closed. I'm telling them right up front before they even register. Mm-hmm. And so it just really, it further qualifies them. I just get to add a ton of value. And the other thing too, Pat, is that now I have amazing assets that I can leverage now. I can sell these workshops one-off mm-hmm. by themselves. Bonuses, I can include them. Right? I was just going to say, include them as bonuses. Yeah. So I just get to repurpose and leverage this content. Um, and so I just love the format so far. What technology are you using to collect registrations and deliver the workshop? So we use ConvertKit as well. Mm-hmm. So we just create a, what do we do for this one here? We just create a simple opt-in page in Kajabi, like for the workshop. We, as far as our payment process, and we just use Stripe. Right now we're using SamCart. Cool. And so Stripe and PayPal, simple checkout form with SamCart. And then we deliver it. I have a keynote. My, my slides are in keynote and I deliver it via Zoom. Super easy. And then, you know, in the past, we've done like unique URLs and all this other stuff. Simplify. <laughs> it's like, here's the URL, you know, and and I just trusted that people aren't going to be sharing. I mean, does it happen? Yes. But, I, I, you know, the follow-up email from ConvertKit, hey, thank you so much for, for registering. Here's the link. And then we send them, you know, we send them a couple of value emails. I call them value emails. Just letting them know, giving them more information about me. Mostly, again, these are this is warm traffic, so they they mostly know who I am. But I'm giving them some information leading up to the workshop just to get them pumped up. Same kind of reminder email sequence leading up to the workshop as well. So we'll do, you know, 24 hours, three hours, one hour, 
And then at the time of the workshop, like we want to make sure that, hey, don't forget, here's the here's the uh, here's the link. And this is what we're talking about. So very basic. I'm I'm all about you and I talked a lot about this (laughs) simpler, the better with these workshops. Like, let's just make it really simple for people and for us to be able to to deliver the content. How soon in advance are you promoting the workshop? Good question. So, yeah. So when I when I start mapping out, and I know that you guys do the same thing, but when I start mapping out a promotion, I'll I'll list out you know all the assets that I have. So email list, I can run ads, got the podcast, social media, etc. And so for a workshop like that, I'll start sending out. So I'm looking at my calendar right now for the March 23rd. So that was a Monday, and the first time that I promoted it was March 11th on the podcast. So that was two, about a week and a half before that. Then, and I, and I gave people, you know, a link to go to register. And the first email that we sent out was on March 12th. So 11 days before, and I sent three invite emails leading up to the 23rd. So I sent one on the 12th, the 17th. So basically a week before and then the 20th, which was a Friday. So workshop was on the Monday. I sent it the previous Monday, or previous Friday, the previous Tuesday, and the previous Thursday. And then I was talking about it on my podcast episode. So I do two podcast episodes a week, uh, Wednesday and Friday. So for the two weeks leading up to the Pixel Workshop, all four episodes, I'm promoting the Pixel Workshop. Gotcha. Okay, cool. And then, and then in terms of follow-up, process to sell into the bigger sort of item how give us a rundown of how that is like immediately after the workshop ends yeah so we have an email art so this is all in convert kit it's all set up as a sequence and the cool thing is is that i already had the sequence from my you know i've done the i've done webinars for my foundations program you know so many times that i have the emails already and i know they work the only thing i had to do for the pixel workshop was because of you know, the times and the virus and stuff like that, that I just mm-hmm. edit, I edited them accordingly. And so the the workshop was at 9 a.m. Pacific time. That one was about two hours and 15 minutes or so. So I forget what time, but in the afternoon, I want to say like three o'clock, maybe we send an email out with the recording. So gotcha. it's processing, you know, in in Zoom. The recording is we send that we send that out and then people that um, that registered, whether they registered or so everybody who registered basically and didn't purchase foundations gets the email every day. So, uh, well, everybody gets it Monday afternoon because they're getting the recording, but then they get an email on the next day and then the next day. And then on cart close day, I actually sent four emails out on cart close day. Now, this is what also helped me as well, Pat. So in January, in the for the targeting workshop, I decided kind of last minute, I said, you know what, I should let my entire list know that foundations is open for a couple days right now. Because it, again, it, it's, it's clo- it was closed. And so cart was closing that time on a Friday. So I decided to again, very last minute, like Wednesday afternoon, <laughs> I sent an email to my list on the 20 on, on Thursday, the day before cart was closing. I said, hey, by the way, just want to let you know, you know, surprise, <laughs> my <laughs> foundations course is open for enrollment for the next 48 hours, basically. And then I sent another one 
on Friday morning. And then I had two more, two more, two more emails scheduled for the entire list on Friday afternoon and evening. But the only people who got those emails are the people who opened up either one of those, the previous two emails. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Cause I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to spam the entire list. If they're, they're not interested, I'm not going to be sending them four emails in two days. And so I decided to do the same thing this time, but number one, I prepared for it. Number two, because of the times that were going on, I, I, I opened it up for three days. So card op- pixel workshop card open for everybody who registered. But then the next day, which was a Tuesday, I also sent an email to my entire list. And again, I was at that point, I'm addressing like what's going on in the world. Like, and, and the big question was, should I be running ads? Should I be selling? So I was addressing that to them and let, letting them know, hey, by the way, I've opened my foundations course for the next 72 hours. And so they got an email on Tuesday, email on Wednesday, and then there were three emails scheduled on cart close day. The people that got those emails, they had to have opened up either one of the previous two emails. Got it. Okay, excellent. This is really helpful because my brain is kind of spinning right now with opportunities that we could do with a lot of sort of smaller, more micro content versus a lot of the flagship products that we have. And that micro content could, and those workshops could definitely lead into a lot of these other things that we do have to offer too. That's, that's really cool. On the actual training, you said two yep. to three hours, you know, a good, a good chunk of time for Q&A yeah. at the end. I want to know a little bit more about the structure of them. How are mm-hmm. you main, uh, making sure that the people who are there watching live and the people who watch the replay and the recording later, however they might get access to that, are learning in the best way possible? Workshops are different than sort of presentations and that's just like, you know, you're not just sitting and, and kind of just watching and, you know, getting inspired like many people do when watching just a webinar, but yep. a, a workshop, a training. And I know you've done this both in person and now online as well through these. Mm-hmm. Give us some tips on how we can run a really great high value workshop. Yeah, I think so. One of the things I do is when people register, they I think it's on the confirmation email. I say, what's your biggest question with nice. regard to said topic, like whatever that. topic I'm doing it on or, or what's your biggest challenge with it? You know, like what's your biggest challenge about the pixel? What's your biggest question or what's your biggest targeting question or what have you? And so I have like, like have all these responses yeah. and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I make sure I want to address that in the training. The other thing too, Pat, that I was really clear on was who this is for and who it's not for. I meant, I I should have mentioned that. I'm very, I was very clear specifically with with the pixel because you can get very advanced with the pixel really quickly. I let people know this is beginner to intermediate. Like I'm not going to get super advanced with the with with the coding and all that stuff. You share that in the training people, or or even in the lead both. up to the training. Okay, in, both. in in the lead up, yeah, registration, you know, page, emails, all that stuff. And so right away, number one, I let them know that. Number two, I find out what their biggest challenge is, and then number uh, three, right, I want to say like on slide number three or whatever, I said, this is what we're going to dive into today. And I have a whole bunch of bullet points that we're going to cover today. Now, unlike, like like you mentioned, like a webinar, I'm not sharing case studies. I'm not sharing, like, this is full on, like, let's dive in deep. Right. And so I basically take them from the beginning of what I feel they need to know and what 
I also know what their biggest questions are. I start them in the very beginning and what they need to know from a, from a foundational perspective and then move them through towards the end. And so for targeting, for example, I mean, targeting like such a I could teach it, you know, days worth of targeting. Right. But what I, what I did with that was I started out, I'm trying to remember what, what I did there. I started out with like, why it's important, what some of the questions and challenges are that people have with it. And then I talked about how you start to use it in your overall ad strategy. And then I went through each of the different targeting opportunities, what they are, how to use it, what they mean, how to set them up. I took them right inside ads manager and I showed it. And then at the end, towards the end, I kind of wrapped it all together to Kind of like, all right, now that you know, now we've talked about all this stuff for the past, whatever it was, two hours or so, this is how it fits into your overall ad strategy. And I showed them like funnels and stuff like that, where you how you can use retargeting, for example, or if you're at this point in your business, don't start here, start here. And I just really broke it down so that it's like, oh, okay, I get it. And I also try and share some, some, some tips in there that maybe I haven't shared elsewhere that are, are maybe only in the course or maybe even have that I've learned since I recorded the course. And so they'd be like, oh, because I remember, I forget what it was, but I remember that I shared one thing and people were like, oh, I didn't know that. That's a new thing. <laughs> so it just gives you an opportunity to kind of, you know, be more on the fly with stuff as, as you're learning new things. Same exact thing for the pixel. I start, like, people were like, I don't even understand, like, I know there's a pixel, but like, I don't understand how it relates to everything. So I started right there. Like, this is what the pixel is. This is why it's important. And this is how it relates to your overall ad success. Mm -hmm. And so I started in there, walked them through what it, all that answered those questions, told them where to find it, how to place it. Facebook has made it so much easier than it used to be to, be, to, to place the pixel. So I took them through all that and just walk them through step by step. And then again, I showed them, because a big question is, like a lot of people have, for example, with the Pixel, is like, well, how does it work if I'm tracking multiple conversions in my funnel or something like that? And I showed them, like I have a funnel right there and I break it down for them. So I'm again, I'm starting them from the beginning, taking them through this journey of this specific topic and then sort of wrapping it up at the end on how it all relates to a successful ad strategy in this case here. And then I jump into Q&A. You mentioned doing stuff on the fly and sort of like being with people live and that sort of component. I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but I was there at your very first live presentation. <laughs> in Vegas. In Vegas, a number of years back. And <laughs> it wasn't the best presentation I've seen. Come on, dude. Seriously? <laughs> No, you, you would you you had gotten some help and and it had actually dove in the deep end to try to do a lot of uh, crowd interaction during that time, and I saw you struggling and I just like and and since then, dude, you've just mastered it in such an amazing way and have just completely stepped into it versus other people who I think would have had a similar experience. It didn't bomb, by the way. I'm just I it, no, it, 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 it was, was a struggle. It was terrible. <laughs> okay, it was it, was, it wasn't it, it wasn't the it best. Was, it was awful. But you've since then grown to become this amazing communicator, amazing speaker, somebody who could, like you're saying, on these workshops and even in person, I've seen you since then, just crush it live and in person, ad hoc, impromptu. Like, I think a lot of people listening to this are getting a little bit of the nerves thinking about, okay, well, going live with people and delivering a live workshop, 
Like that's, yeah. you got to be good or else people might ask for their money back. Like how, how where did you get this confidence? Where did you get the training? Like, did, what was your secret? Well, I appreciate you saying all that, first of all. I, that, that means a ton. And yeah, so then that first, that was a blog world in Vegas whenever, number, number of years ago. And just quick, <laughs> to put some perspective on what Pat's talking about, guys, I, ha- I did this presentation and I memorized the entire thing. Like literally memorized the entire presentation for 45 minutes. And so I was like a robot. And and then at the end, I opened it up to questions and I like I, I let people give me actual scenarios that I would try and answer on the fly. And I, I, got, I remember getting one question from a guy and I couldn't answer it. And I remember getting beat red in the face. Dude, and I was like, so it, was, it was awful. <laughs> um, you know what? I think, Pat, the podcast. So my very first podcast called Inside Social Media, I launched that in 2013. And so I think it was you. I want to say it was you. that I think you said the first, I remember you telling me early, early on, the first 30 episodes, it takes about 30 episodes to get comfortable with it. And I was like, 30 episodes, that's a long time. <laughs> and I'm like, if I'm doing four episodes a month, I'm like, you know, we're talking seven months here before I feel comfortable. And I was like, all right, whatever. And so I remember going along in that and, and I like, I go back and listen to those couple episodes, first couple episodes and I cringe, but I, I do remember. And I remember distinctly, I hit episode number 33 and I was like, oh, it started to click for me. And I think just the more that I did it, the more that I did it and the more I did it, I just started to get more comfortable. And then I really don't know where the comfort level of taking questions from people and being on the fly came from because it doesn't bother. I actually love it. It doesn't bother me one bit. Like, you know, I know some people that like that, they, they do not, they're not comfortable with that at all. And I, I think if you approach it from like, well, number one, if you don't know something, just be honest with people. Like, don't try to make something up because they're going to see right through it. Mm-hmm. Like if someone asked me something, like I was, I spoke at social media marketing world and somebody asked me a question, you know, there was what, I don't know, 400 people in the audience there and I'm up on stage and I'm doing Q and A at the end. And I was like, it's a good question. I don't I actually don't know the answer to that. I'm like, well, I'm happy to help you find the answer though. I think people appreciate that more than if you try to make something up, they just kind of see through it. And it also makes you more relatable. Yep. Right. That, you know, it's just, they can, they appreciate that. And that's just really the, the approach that I've, that I've taken. And it's so funny. And you and I've talked about this a lot. Like I love speaking on stage now. It's so like, like put me in front of the camera, like on my phone to do like an Instagram story and I'm all freaked out, but put me on stage in front of, you know, a thousand people. Boom. Like, let's do it. Like, I love it. And I just think it's just, it's, I mean, you, you know, it sounds cliche, but like the more you do it, the better and more comfortable that you'll become. The podcasting has been huge though. Just showing up, just teaching, interviewing, you know, people tell me that I'm a really good interviewer. That's, that's not something that I've studied or anything like that. It's just, I approach it like, like, you know, just sitting down with you, for example, and having coffee, that's what the interview is going to be like. And I just, the more human I can make it, the better. And so, you know, and the other thing too, kind of talking about if people are thinking about doing a workshop like this, focus on over delivering. And I know that you talk about this all all the time, Pat, over deliver on, you know, on whatever it is that you're giving, you know, at that 17 minute mark of that targeting workshop, when I was looking down at the chat box and people were saying, 
oh my God, I'm, we're only 17 minutes into this and I've way more than gotten the value of what I paid for it. That's what I want to hear. I want to over deliver in everything I'm doing so that when people say, yeah, I paid whatever it was for the workshop and I got, you know, 10 times the, the value from it, that's what I want to do. And so when I approach it for like that and it's just like, how can I, how can I show up and serve? And if I, if I don't know, if I, if I stutter, if I stammer, whatever, just keep going, you know, it's, you're going to be more relatable to that. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think the podcast for me has also been a huge part of my communication growth and part of what's also helped me with doing things live and on the fly, like for what I've been doing the last 16 days up, uh, up until this point, ever since we've all been quarantined, I've been going live every day on YouTube and I'm just, yeah, like I, like I, it's, it's natural for me now, even, even on day one it was, and it was because, and, I, and this is a large part of what I feel uh, it has worked in your favor as well, is that we actively try to coach people, whether that's for free or for paid, like in our yep. in our accelerator groups. And you can't help but learn how to answer questions on the fly when you genuinely care about the people that you're coaching because mm -hmm. you want to figure it out. And and for me, I don't know about you, but I've studied coaching. I've read about it. And, and the, a lot of those tips, especially in books like The Coaching Habit from Michael Bungay Stanier, awesome. He was on the podcast before. Like those things help me on the fly, interact with people and help discover what I can do to help them or help answer questions. I, I don't know in terms of coaching, what have you done to sort of get better at it? Or is that a very similar thing? Just the more you do it, the better you get. Yeah, the coaching part's definitely been an evolution for me. It just comes from, again, this sounds cliche, but like just truly loving to help people yep. in a way that I'm able to do that. The biggest I don't want to call it a struggle, but <clears throat> the thing that the evolution, I should say, for the, for coaching for me is that everybody wants the answer. Just tell me what to do, right? Everybody wants like step by step. And so, and I can do that <laughs> for most people. But I also know that that's not necessarily serving them in the best way possible. And so if I can get them to the answer without telling them exactly what it is that they're looking for, if that makes sense, like giving them the step-by-step, -step, but yet they still get their question answered, then their mind gets blown. Then they're like, oh, I get it now. And it's kind of like the whole fish, you know, teach a man to fish sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, they, and, and we do this with our kids too. It's like, okay, I could tell them what to do or I can yeah. ask the right questions so they come up with the same answer that I wanted to give them. And then they're more likely to actually do the thing or they're more likely to remember it and embrace yep. it. And that's the very same thing with, with coaching. There's um, a second book that just came out recently from the same author of The Coaching Habit called The Advice Trap because it's the number one thing that we want to offer to people. We want to give them advice. And especially in like group settings, what happens is a person's in the hot seat, for example, and they're there and they need coaching, they need help. But what, what does everybody do? They go, oh, have you tried this? Have you done this? Have you tried that? And then now you have like 20 things you can do and you're even more overwhelmed. It's actually, yes. it doesn't help you. It does the opposite. And so asking questions is really the key and the right questions to dig deeper. And it's almost like inception. You're almost kind of giving it to them without them knowing it. And then they go do the thing themselves. Like yeah. we're, we're being Leonardo DiCaprio uh, in this in this situation. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm very glad you brought that up because I think that's absolutely key. And so I would I would challenge everybody listening to whenever you get somebody who needs some advice, like see what questions you might ask and, and, and instead of just giving advice. Now, of course, if you're running a workshop, there needs to be an eventual yeah. transformation and a thing yet that you deliver. 
but you could still use these opportunities within Q&A or even in the presentation itself to ask questions first before yep. you deliver the answer so people can get there before even you do. And you, yeah, absolutely. You can put those questions on your slides there and say, hey, in the comments box or the chat box or whatever, let me know what yeah. you think. You know, it's, it's going to increase engagement. If number they're one, right, it confirms that they were on the right path. If they're wrong, yeah. well, now they've seen what the right answer is and can remember that. Yeah, I love that. And from a coaching perspective, so my accelerator students have coined this term that, that you've been mole readied. <laughs> and it's like, it's asking a question. They're asking a question and I'm not answering it right away because again, I've been doing this a long time. And so when someone comes up with a problem, usually I don't want to toot my own horn, but like I usually know what the problem is, the underlying issue is. But again, I want to help them as much as possible and just giving them the answer isn't necessarily the best way to do that. And so you start asking them questions to that generally, and I, I know that I'd love to hear your thought on this too, Pat, is like generally the question they're asking isn't really the problem that they're having. No, It's something else, right? No, but it's a thing they see, but they don't, the, the problem is they're inside the bottle. Correct. They can't read yeah. the label. Yeah. Yeah. And so we can see that though. And so we want to get them to see that when they're stuck on, no, 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 I want to know this, right? It's like, well, yes, I get it. But when you know, when, when you get help or whatever, when you address this, then the other part that you think is the main problem will be fixed, if you will, quote unquote. And it's just really that kind of art of getting people to that point. And that's just something I'm just constantly working on, constantly trying to get better, reading books. I just wrote down, I hadn't heard of the coaching habit. I just wrote that down. Oh, dude, it's going to blow your mind. I literally have the seven questions outlined in the book right in front of me for every conversation I have on the podcasting and in my coaching calls. Like, I, right. I think I think it'll take you to the next level or anybody. As soon as, as, soon as we're done, dude, I'm ordering it. And it's a so. short read. You'll love it. Nice. Speaking of the art, the art of online yeah. business with yeah. Rick Mulready, we got to get, yeah. get, get everybody to subscribe to the show. It's awesome. Rick, any any final parting words for anybody gonna who's going to do these workshops and, and wants to make uh, the best of them? Yeah, I think, you know, I have students doing workshops for $20. I have, I have students doing workshops for much higher price as well. I think it's just a matter of if you're not, if you've not tried a workshop, a paid workshop before, give it a go. You don't have to, you don't have to charge a lot of money. You know, it's the same kind of psychology, if you will. I know, Pat, that you've done live events before where, you know, like, uh, and we work, for example, and it's like $5, you know, but, and it's just like, it's, he doesn't want people to show up. <laughs> exactly. It's psychological. People are like, oh, I paid for that, so I'm going to show up. It's the same kind of thing, but yet, you know, you don't have to charge a lot of money to do it. You can absolutely, you, I mean, whatever you want to do, but just if you haven't tried this yet, it's really, number one, it's a lot of fun. Number two, they're going to be super engaged because they've paid money to show up and learn from you. They're going to be able to ask questions of you. And then again, you can sell whatever, you know, whatever your offer is at on after the after the workshop, be upfront with them about it, tell them about it. And and also you can re-leverage that training, that workshop in other ways. You can put it into your email funnel. You can put it into a bonus or whatever it is. Just get started with it. Start small, pick a topic that you know that your audience is really struggling with, even if it's in your program or in your coaching or whatever it is, and just dive in. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Love it, man. Thank you so much. One more time, where can people get access to all your great stuff? 
Yeah, the Art of Online Business podcast where all podcasts are listened to on all the platforms. And then also my website uh, is rickmulready.com and I'm at rickmulready on Instagram. Nice. Y'all have just been mulreadied. Thank you so much, Rick. Appreciate you being here. Love you, man. Talk soon. All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Rick Mulready. Again, you can find him, just you're on a podcast app right now. Go and find him because he's great. The Art of Online Business podcast. He talks a lot more than I do about the more advanced strategies like what we talked about today. Um, Does this excite you? I'm curious to know if you are now excited to run your own workshops. We're actually running our own workshops too. You can find out more information on smartpassiveincome.com. However, for right now, make sure you subscribe to the Art of Online Business podcast and check out Rick at rickmulready.com and also at rickmulready, that's M-U-L ready on Instagram. And he'll he's doing awesome on all those different platforms. And thank you, Rick, for coming on and sharing this and inspiring me and my team to do something similar, to experiment and test things out. If you're listening to this still, I appreciate you so much. Thanks for listening all the way through. Make sure if you haven't done so already, please hit that subscribe button so you can get these automatically downloaded the next time the episodes come out. We have a lot more great stuff coming your way and I cannot wait to share it with you. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Reviews are always appreciated. Thank you. I appreciate you. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think on Twitter or Instagram at Pat Flynn is where you can find me. Team SPI and I, uh, we are here to serve you. Cannot wait to hear your success story down the road and hopefully have you on the show one day. So keep chugging along, keep going. I got you. Cheers, and as always, Team Flynn for the win. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point. So I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray. And in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John, who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure, and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.